And I say, well, you're a horrible steward right now. You're not managing your resources effectively and by your resource, your human capital as well as the rest of it. This is the Military Sherpa Podcast. Left, right, left leadership insights from America's best. With your Military Sherpa, Mark Tilsher. Welcome back to the Military Sherpa Podcast. I am your host, Mark, and it is time for another midweek mindset. And today's quote comes from Mother Teresa. And the quote is, do not wait for leaders. Do it alone. And one of the biggest challenges that I see across the organization, anytime I've ever asked quite the big problems that we face are, people almost always talk about the same. When I was at ALS and I was an ALS Commandant Airman Leadership, I would ask this question at the first day, the first time I got to speak, actually, I would ask a question Airman face and then I would switch it and I would ask, okay, what are the, the most amazing things about Airmen? And the biggest problems that they would face were almost always manning and mission creep, always. And the focus was almost a hyper fixation that these three problems are the only three problems that we really need to tackle or everything else is hopeless until these three problems get fixed. Money, manning, and mission creep. They're everybody's biggest. And the challenge is the degree which we look at these three problems, we get to abdicate. We minimize the impact that we can have on the organization's performance, not just the culture. And this is one of the things that I get frustrated about. And we look at leadership inside of the military. We're really talking about capacity to impact positive culture. Very rarely are we talking about a person's ability to increase the performance of a high-performing team. It's easy to take a mediocre team and bring them to high-performing team. It's really hard to have a high-performing to tweak that high performance into phenomenal, spectacular. But it is our responsibility. And if we can't overcome things like money constraints, manning constraints, mission creep, we may not be. And this never-ending march of going from being a frontline technician to a midline supervisor to someday being chief master of the Air Force, that's a challenging position to be in. Because you are always going to be given bigger teams with bigger missions and bigger problems. Have you ever heard the idea, small kids, small problems, big the organization? And it's hard wisdom that I'm going to give you. And I hope that you you very likely have, I hate to tell you this, they're printing money. I believe the, the government budget, although it's increased since COVID, like we're running out of money faster than you can. It's crazy. If you want to get out there into the rabbit hole and see the world, I encourage you to do so and be ready for it. You likely have more money now than you're ever going to have. Manning, you're likely to have less manning, not just because of recruit, but money as well. Money's a big challenge. And, and so that's a challenge. And you likely have, because of those two, have do more with less, consolidation. These are all things that are the world that you grew up in, that I grew up in, and the world of the 1980s, that military. You're living right now with serious money, manning, and mission creep problems, but you're not, you hear me say it all the time, you're not deploying people. You're not deploying 60% of your organization. You're not deploying 25% of the challenges that you're likely to face higher than the one they do. And why I believe that money, manning, and mystery are not as severe of a problem to our is because there are aspects of what we own that we haven't mastered yet. And as we do our military Sherpa performance operating system, as we lean into communication, relationships, alignment, execution, capacity, the 70 question assessment that helps us understand if we're doing a good job at leading our team. Not just at, are we doing a good job at getting people and do we have greenlets at staff meeting, but are we actually leading our team well? Do we have the communication skills? Are our relationships strong? Do we have alignment across the team? Is our execution efficient? Are we productive? Are we innovative? And do we have capacity, both the ability to grow and the ability to do more? You own those five areas, communication, relationship, execution, and capacity. What steps are you taking? 
And I have very difficult time looking at somebody who says, man, we have too much uh, mission creep. We don't have enough manning. We don't have enough money and our problems would all be fixed. And then I look at them and go, well, how's the communication on your team? Hey, let's take this assessment. And we take the assessment and out of 100, their scores are all in the 65 to 70 range. And I say, well, you're a, you're a horrible res- you're a horrible steward right now. You're not managing your resources effectively and by your resource, your human capital as well as the rest of it. If your team scores in the 65 to 70% range in communication relationships, alignment, execution, and capacity, more money, more manning, and more less mission are not going to solve your problems. It should be like giving a lottery winner, you know, a drug addict, lottery money. Those things won't fix your problems. You're not managing them effectively. Now, I know that that's tough. Do you have a project management system in place to track all tasks across the organization so everybody knows what's required of them? We know when people are due and we're holding people accountable when they don't do their job. Well, if you're not doing that, that's an alignment problem, a communication problem, certainly impacting your execution. It's decreasing your capacity. So you're working longer hours because you're doing more work because of it. Your other team members are picking up more work because of it. Are your meetings efficient? Do you have people that dominate your meetings? Do you go into a meeting and bam, we know exactly what we're supposed to be doing. Everybody did their job. We walk out ready to do the next work before next week's meeting. If your meetings aren't, if people are dominating meetings, I apologize, but it's tough. It's tough to hear. Is everyone on the team aware of who they're developing? What happens? Are we looking at all of our additional duties? Do we have a succession plan in place? Are the alternates being raised up to be the primaries or are they just filling a spot on an appointment letter? It's a real relevant question. If our alternates are not being trained to replace the permanent, like in two weeks, in two months, in six weeks, then you're always going to have, because if somebody leaves, they can't, or one person has to do the whole. And so we have to have a succession plan. More than that, a partnership. Do we know who we're developing? Are you, right? My, my number two, when I was at ALS, I always say her name, but I always say her name. She's the greatest tech sergeant in the history of the United States Air Force. And from the time that I received her to two years later, I knew exactly what I was doing with her. I was training her to be me so that I could take six weeks off, which I did. And so when I first took her over, we had lots of challenges. And by the time that we hit the two-year mark, I left the squats for six weeks. She class for six weeks. And all I got were compliments because so freaking amazing. My leadership was like, maybe she should run the school all the time. And I'm like, I do better than me because I knew who I was developing. I knew what I was developing them for. There was no need, for, but she's not an effective number two if she can't do everything, generally speaking. And the same thing is tr- that you're developing and the person they're developing and so on. As we look at our senior non-commissioned officer corps, there's a general consensus across all branches. And the question that always gets brought up is, are they lacking development when they arrive or are we not training them after they get here? Are we not developing them after the fact? And I believe the apprenticeship process, that process right there is broken. If we're not properly apprenticing people, the first time that I did money and manning and budget and all that was when I became a senior NCO. Well, of course I wasn't ready to do it, but I wasn't ready. So I had to learn it all the hard way. Nobody trained me. Nobody brought me up. We do jobs that were their jobs so that I could learn to do them. If we're not doing those things, let me come in. Military Sherpa at MarkTelsher.com. Let me and do this assessment. 70 questions. I'll tell you exactly where your team is. If you're scoring in the 65 to 70 range, we got work to do. We can solve these problems. They're not insurmountable. Obstacles. We just need to identify them. A problem identified, problem half solved. Henry Gracie, if we just identify the problem, we can solve it. Your top five issues can be gone in 90 days. Sherpa at marktilsher.com. Let's get something on the calendar. Out to military Our certified coaches where we literally teach to tackle these types of problems. We want to be part of the solution, not part of the problem complaint. I hope that this episode is helpful. I hope you have a great day. I'll talk to you all soon. See you next week. I'm out. Thanks for listening to the Military Sherpa Podcast with Mark Tilsher.